What's good? It's Ozman the Wizard. And I Ema. And this is not, not another damn podcast. Damn podcast. Presented by our damn selves. Damn selves. 220. Episode 220. Yes. Right now. Getting up there, getting up there, getting up there. Halfway, about halfway through August right now. So, yeah. Pretty much summer's pretty, it's the dog days of summer, they call it. (laughs) Yeah. Down back to school time for those that um, are are students. And for those that aren't students, Mm -hmm. but that are sports fans, is um, the the beginning of football season. That's how you know the fall is coming. Right. If you're a student, it's back to school time. You're not as okay mm-hmm. football season. That's how you know. Okay. And we're getting yep. some preseason football. Um, so I've seen a little bit of Justin Fields in action. He, he's looked solid so far. So um mm-hmm. I'm the Bears, I'll start the rookie day one, like throw him right into the fire. <laughs> I know they got Andy Dalton, they went out and um got him. So they have options for the quarterback, either go with Fields or Dalton. Um, I throw Fields right into the deep end and see what he <laughs> Because if he, if he struggles, you can always bring Dalton in, the veteran. Right. Like, have that option. But let's just right. see what the Rook can do. That's, that's just how I would coach it up. They probably going to start Dalton because that's just how – that's just the traditional thing to do. Like, yeah, you have to earn your minutes. It's, not, it's nothing given. And Ricky is like – but I'd throw him right in the deep end and see what he got. That's just me. <laughs> I say uh, positive stuff about like I didn't watch the game. But um, from what I, I saw – I've, seen, I've looked at highlights because I've been uh, – I missed the game. As well, yeah, checking highlights for what I saw from like uh, people, they were saying that he looks looked solid. good. He looks solid, that's what, uh, yeah. That's what the um, my social media posts had been indicating for my friends and stuff. They were like, Oh, yeah, it was like he looked good, he looked good. The rookie looked good. I was like, Okay, I say, throw so that's him encouraging, that's back, encouraging man. to see because if he's not ready, you got Dalton, you ain't got to worry about finding a backup. You have one, mm-hmm. like, okay, then now we can run with Dalton and while the rook figures it out. Like, but I say throw him game one, a week one. <laughs> I put him right in. I start him week one. Just want to see what this kid got. That's just all. Hey, I what know. you got? What you got? <laughs> Especially like you traded a lot to get him, like to move up in that draft. You gave up a lot, like play him. <laughs> you don't almost trade that much to like sit a guy. Like you, you got to play him. You <laughs> get right. That much draft capital to get this guy. Like, let's see what mm-hmm. he. Can do. That's just my thing. And um, before we, I just wanted to start off with. That. I didn't mean to go on a sports rant. I know <laughs> that shit, but yeah, we're gonna come back to sports. Let's put that on the it's show. It's all good. It's all good. So, um, yesterday um was interesting. I know you all did Bud Billiken. Yeah, by the time you guys hear, but then like it was Saturday, but it'd be Monday by the time you guys hear. Yeah, we go. We premiere Monday morning, five a.m. Yeah, every week. Like so, (laughs) the Butt Billiken came back after not being able to be last year because of COVID. So this parade has been going on since 1929. So this is the 92nd Mm Butt Billiken parade. I've been to probably over like 35 or so like I've been to a lot Uh, my children have been every single year obviously minus COVID and it was just good to just be out there amongst the people it wasn't that bad it wasn't that crowded because you know it was modified the parade route usually goes from 39th to uh, Washington Park but it was modified started 45th this year and they say it was only for this year because of still the pandemic so they was like it's just modified only for this year 
only for this year. We're just modifying it. I hope they keep I hope they keep their word on that because what they also modify, which you probably don't know because you were out there, is um mm-hmm. it's no live broadcast. It's the first time that I can remember I'm not doing a live broadcast because what they're gonna do. Which, like, when I was reading from their website, it would say actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. It's like they um they taped and they're going to run highlights. going to be like a highlight reel. And it, it didn't even air live. They're going to run it next Saturday. Next week, yeah, because I saw that they said they're going to run next oh, Saturday, the highlights. Of like it. It's been the live broadcast, yeah, because it was on WGN back in the day with Mary. Mm-hmm. All our lives, but then eventually it switched to um, Channel ABC. 7. Yeah, mm-hmm. with Jim Rose and um, Cheryl Burton and them. And you used to have Cheryl a. Cheryl Always wears her green shorts, and then she goes and she jumps some um, double dutch. Like when the double dutch people come out, and she always goes and jumps double dutch with the double dutch ladies. Yep. And you always have like a radio person there, like yeah, like Ramonsky Love has been up there. Yeah, before. he was there one year. He, um, one night they had Steve Harvey and Doug Banks were there together one year. It's yeah. Like, a radio person. Uh, rest in peace, my girl Trudy. Um, Trudy Williams is out there. Yeah. He did the mm-hmm. sideline reporting? So like, it's always been like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had Brad out there one year doing it. Uh-huh. She was doing the sideline. With, with, I hope uh, they change that. I hope that changes. Yeah. Yeah. Because now that you mentioned it, I'm like, yeah, I'm like nobody was really I hope out there. That was I mean, just like, because I- of the shorter route, like that. Um, no live broadcast. I hope because right. the broadcast is a tradition too for those that um can't make it to the parade. Just clicking uh-huh. on you know, it's on, it's you 10 watch it on TV. Yeah. On TV, mm-hmm. you can watch it. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But um, didn't air this year. So I hope that was just a one-time thing because of the short route. <laughs> Right. Yeah, we'll find out next. But it was nice and, though. Uh, uh-huh. another, hopefully, nothing one-time thing as well. To um, uh, we weren't in the parade. Well, yeah, we you were, guys weren't in it. Yeah, Crawford Broadcasting usually um is deep out there, like all, right. all of Chicago stations. Power ninety two, mm-hmm. Power one hundred six, not Power one hundred six, Rockford, my bad. <laughs> one hundred six, Soul one hundred six, and um, WYCA Rejoice one hundred six. Yeah, they usually be out there in the three floats. Yeah. Yeah, they had one vehicle out there this year. Yeah, they had the uh, 106.3 truck. And I don't know who was driving it. I said, I couldn't recognize who was driving it. I wasn't out there, so all I know. And shout out, Sierra was out broadcasting in the park. So we did keep our live broadcast. Like, TV Mm -hmm. didn't broadcast, but radio was out there. um, Mm Because Power 92 always does a live broadcast in Washington Park yet. Mm Because I always jump off the um, float when we get, when we pass in the table. I always jump off and, like, high five, hug the personality, whoever's over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, the homie Jiski was out there one year, and that's I remember that one. So, um, mm-hmm. and today is his, oh, as we record this, today would have been his birthday. So, happy yeah. heavenly birthday, happy heavenly birthday. So, and, um, mm-hmm. that's one of my memories of Jiski is hopping off on that route before. Yeah, <laughs> we had different jocks out there before, and um, Jiski hop on, yeah, mm-hmm. what's up, Jiski, and then get up, yeah, always broadcast live somewhere too, whether it's um, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, I Snapchat it one year, you Snapchat it one year. I've um, done that up there. Mm-hmm. Those memories are coming up with um, Bud Billiken and um, mm-hmm. all those old memories came up on my time. <laughs> so you like um, the hilarity of that shit is like, um, what's, what's funny about that is the shit that we didn't record. I'm like, we're just saying a lot of dumb shit to Bozo, like collectively all the time. <laughs> <laughs> y'all is ignorant. <laughs> How y'all gonna pick on Bozo? <laughs> y'all grew up watching Bozo, so it's a, so we just decided. The to, grand uh, prize game. Uh, 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 Bozo just for no. I think I, I probably started it knowing me. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Jumped in on it. <laughs> it was just. But like, it was. It was just nice just being out there. Um, the mayor was out there. Like, she was one of the first people that went by because she was with her group. When she was walking, she was like right next to us. 
Cause we looked at it, it was like, oh, it's against the mayor. And then, you know, she waved at us and everything. And then, um, mayor's usually in it every year. Like, um, Ron was in it when he was mayor, and Daly was in it back in mm-hmm. the day. He was mayor. Like, the mayor, I saw. I saw JB's people, but I didn't see JB out there because I know usually the governor is there, but I saw his people. I saw his group marching. I think um, back in the day, I want to say Harold Washington, we were little, was out there. From, from he probably was. I, I think most of the time the mayor is usually mm-hmm. here at the front of that parade, like you said. Mm-hmm. So that's Cam Fox was out there. Okay. It was a lot. It was a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of um, the Chicago people. And then, of course, some people who were. um. You know, I said, because it's always going to be elections. Like, people, it's like, yeah, vote for me, Alderman, so-and-so. I'm the so-and-so award. You know, like, they were out handing out their flyers, you know, the different. Don't forget, um, JB's up for election next year. So, yeah, yeah he is. Our early campaign. And, yeah, I'm surprised he wasn't out there. <laughs> I guess yeah. it's a little too early. He, he'll probably definitely be out there next summer. Because that'd be exactly. right in the middle of election season then. So, mm-hmm. he'll be out there next summer. Yeah, and then we saw Jesse Jackson. So we saw his vehicle ride by. He was sitting. You're not Junior. You know, Junior ain't invited. No, no, not Junior. Yeah, the father, the daddy. Disgraced, disgraced <laughs> Congressman Jesse Jackson. You won't be seeing him attend. No, senior, the daddy was yeah, out there. Cause yeah. I like, look, Mama is Jesse, and she's like, "Where am I? Right there, Mama is Jesse." Irregular. <laughs> he rode with Power One Eighty Two one year, um, on the Bud Billiken float. The year right. that I wasn't invited, why? I'm just because they left me off one year, and um, that sucked. Yeah, I went on a rant. I, I went on a radio rant because they had me on the air. That day. yeah, I remember. And I went on the air and like ranted a little bit about that. And then you never was like uninvited again. <laughs> yeah, that was something. <laughs> Oh, and uh, which I'm, I'm lucky I've been fired. <laughs> oh, which one was out there? Bobby Rush was out there. Bobby, so Bobby Rush is still doing it. He was out there. We like, damn, Bobby's still doing it. Yeah. You no, know, Congress is almost like being a pope, like getting in Congress. Right. I'm like, damn. You got to really fuck up. To lose. You got you to pull a Jesse Jackson or a Mel Reynolds. You got to really fuck up to lose those jobs. Once you get in Congress, it's pretty much a lifetime job. <laughs> you come Congress. Jesse like, ja- I'm mean, not Jesse we Jackson. Like, how old is Bobby? I don't ever remember Bobby Rush not being in Congress. <laughs> Me neither. Like my whole life, he's been there. My whole life, so yeah. another job that's lifetime. It seems is Secretary of State because, like, how long Jesse White? Jesse Secretary White. I don't even remember Jesse White. Yeah, I remember before when I when I was taking driver's ed. It was um, I think George Ryan. I want to say was Secretary. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a Jim Ryan and George. Yeah, because I remember George. seeing that briefly. Jim like, ran for governor. Yeah, it was George. Okay, right? that's what it was. And I George remember briefly. Former, George was former disgraced governor. He was Secretary of State when I was um. When I was um taking drivers at back in the day, and then after I he, remember, after um, he became governor, that that spot was vacant. That's how Jesse got, it. and I mean Jesse White got it then, and he's been it ever since. I remember so, um the damn, people damn near thirty years at this point. Probably I remember like mom getting like like my mom and dad like all right their old stuff. It did say Ryan on there. It's like when the mail would come. But then by the time I got it, then when I got my license, license has always had Jesse White. It's always had Jesse White, my license. Because he's been, I got my license. I think since 98. So, yeah. So, unless you got my license in 98. Yeah. Yeah. So, every driver's (laughs) license you had has had Jesse White on it. Yeah. I remember mom and dad. I had a George Ryan license. Yeah. I remember mom and dad's having someone else. Yeah. But not me, not me ever. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But yeah, it was just, I, I was just really happy. Like the kids looked happy. The, of course, South Shore Drill Team, they always show out every year. They was killing it. Um, which McCullough killed it. Of course, Jesse White Tumblers, they killed it. They kill it every year. 
Shout out um, to them. They were featured on the, um, the Shy recently, Jesse White. Nice. You know, the Shy, they use Authentic uh-huh. Chicago. So, so, like, they um they, they were featured in a segment. So, look at Jesse White Tumblers. Okay. B's Angels were out there. They were um holding it down for B, um, who was tragically killed earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Their um, captain. And they were out there representing him. They had their angel wings on. And mm-hmm. they were out there doing it big for him. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just nice just seeing everybody just, you know, try to get back to normal. And, you know, they're like, you know, this is the back to school parade. But Bill Ken, that's what we don't know. It's the back to school Unofficial um, back yes. to school, uh, kick off to back to school, even though um, mm-hmm. school doesn't start till a few weeks after. But that's mm-hmm. officially back, back to school mode, pretty much. It's like, it's like good things that happen. Like usually people are out there. They didn't give out as many supplies this year. But normally it's like people giving out school supplies. It was a group that was at the parking lot. It was like a church that was like down the block, like on 49th, I want to say. And they were in the parking lot get parking lot giving out school supplies. I think they were from Rush Hospital. Because they said, yeah, they said, we're giving out school supplies to new. And they're like, if you want to come, you know, come over and get these school supplies. So, I mean, that's a that's a great thing that I do love that organizations do do is do like the back to school giveaways and stuff. Because them supplies be something. <laughs> Try to go with supplies for some people. It can get to be expensive. It can. But it was just so great being out there. I loved just... Seeing the people and you know, you see the hustle people out there, you people out there with their grills selling their food. Yeah, you saw people yeah. with the snowball people. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw the candy vendor person have their like their chips and like their candy station set up. So they were out there. The vendors it's like generation, like said, um, you're there. Your mom is there. Your kids are there. So it's like yeah. generations, uh, generations. And then, of course, like the hustle man with the uh, with the little balloon things. I said I had to get them for my kids. You know, the little inflatable things. And, and even I wasn't out there at the parade, but uh, we hooked up afterwards. And I'll tell you about um, yes. our day afterwards, yeah, because I didn't report on this previously because um, I was, I was, it was all about cheese keys. So I really wasn't talking about. Uh, but a couple weeks back, um. Power 82 finally released their 20 year anniversary billboards. Like 20 years the, the, the station has been on. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I've been there since day one. I'm actually the one who started the station off for those you that don't. the switch. Yeah. <laughs> board up on duty. A young Oz man when he still had hair was like on duty. I, had I once had luxurious braids. Then I was on duty back then. I started the station off. And um, the 20 year billboards. I'm on it. It's my first billboard ever since being at the station. And um, and they've done billboards like since day one, really, pretty much. I remember the original billboard featured Doug Banks like standing over the city skyline. It's like, yeah, and, um, and they've done like oh. numerous billboards, like because uh, Doug Banks was the original morning man with Power 92. They've mm-hmm. done billboard campaigns, like um, some with jocks, some without jocks, some with celebrity picks. It's like they've done different types of billboards. Yeah. But um all throughout, I was left off all of them. <laughs> I was left off every time, but not this time. We put the um, entire staff, um, the current staff that's on, on Power 92. So you see my face, eyes, man, yeah, 2 to 5 a.m., Monday through Friday. Yeah, you see me up there. I'm on the, on the top row, third from the right. Yeah, so three is my lucky number. Yeah, so <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so we made that, definitely. And some idiots. And the- <laughs> And the funny thing that happened was, is that, you know, you took me to see the billboard because you wanted me and the kids and mom to see the billboard after the parade. I said, um, 
meet me over mm-hmm. over here. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. We met so we up. went over and it's one out in and uh, not Dawson and um in Burnham. Burnham. Mm-hmm. One out there. And um, I said, meet me over here by this corner, uh, Torrance and Dalton Road. State. That's yeah. why in Dalton Road. <laughs> mm-hmm. is, is it state over that way? It's state. Uh, it's state, yeah. You know, yeah, the exit is Dalton Road, but I guess it becomes. But by the time you get over there, it's state, yeah. So we met you over there. And <laughs> and so, like, I take the kids out, and then they're walking. They're like, okay. And I'm like, look up. What do you see? And then Khalil's looking up and he's smiling. He's like, Uncle Oz, it's Uncle Oz. And he's pointing and smiling, saying, it's Uncle Oz. Meanwhile, Ariana said, Ariana's like, why are you on a billboard? Why are you on a billboard? <laughs> it's hilarious. What did she say? That's why a perfect example of kids say the darndest things right there. That's a perfect example. <laughs> I was like, baby. And Khalil was just happy. He was like, he was smiling. He was happy. <laughs> but Ari, she mom was just was like proud. Oh. She was like, yeah, well, I see. And mom was proud of this. I had to, I had to, I've never been on one. I had to show this. I got to show my people. Yes. And I'm going to post it. I got to post it on my social media show. Because I took a picture of you with the kids. Mom, with the kids with you. My, girl, my girl Tiffany's saying I'm a superstar now. Like, <laughs> superstar. Superstar. <laughs> Superstar. No boards now. <laughs> but you can check that one out. And they say they're gonna be um all over the south and west side is where so like be on the lookout, see the eyes, man. I wanted to be on Stony Island right there on um by the skyway. That's a good spot for the billboards. Kind of that's like a high traffic billboard. They usually put like the good billboards, you know what I mean. Another one is 95th um near the um metro, like on um like near Cottage Grove, you know, like oh, going. Oh yeah, going yeah. When you're yeah, going down 95th, like right yeah, towards Chicago State. It's a nice billboard right there above the track. Right, it is. Right. It is. It is. I like to if be driving west on 95th and just mm-hmm. see myself. Because <laughs> Doug's driving. What made me think of that? Because Doug's billboard was there. That's what made me think of that one. Because his was that. Of course, you're driving uh, Dan Ryan 87th, 79th, anyone right there? Yeah. Oh, Dan Ryan. Um, 80, um, you're the one like 85th, I think, on the Dan mm-hmm. Ryan where the old man right. lips were. Where the lips. There's a billboard there. <laughs> the lips. Put me there where the lips were. Yeah. <laughs> Cause everybody remembers the magic kiss lips from back lips. in the So now um it's a billboard there in that spot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so congratulations to Oz. And I, I had to take a picture of me standing in front of my face pointing. It's like, yep, that's me on the billboard. Going. Yep. And um, I'm like, I made it. <laughs> I the response that I got, but I got a huge response. So it, shout out to all my people, whether it's um, my peers, family, friends, students. Mm-hmm. It's like um, it's coworkers. It's like people just showed me a lot of love. I got a lot of interaction. I'm not going to read all of it right now because there's hundreds of like interactions I've got on that. So this but feels good though. hmm Definitely. Nice. Yay. 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 Right, you want to move forward? Um serious or let's where we wanna where we wanna go, yeah. <laughs> hmm, what you got? What's serious? Hmm. Mm. Let's see wow. what you've got that's serious. Let's start with one we missed. Um, I don't know if the story came up before or after last week, but um, a story about um, Dr. Dre's daughter. 
Let's start there. (laughs) It was kind of like it started a brewing, I want to say, but we had already recorded, I want to say. It was starting to brew then. It was starting to like be chair-chair about it. Yeah. But apparently, Mm -hmm. Dr. Dre's daughter, who's damn near 40 years old, by the way, she's not a girl. She's a grown-ass woman. She's a grown-ass woman. Saying she's homeless now. She launched a GoFundMe to try to raise $50,000. I think the last time I looked at it, it was like like less than $400 when that thing. So so people are like, miss me with that bullshit, kind of like they not. Yeah, ain't nobody trying to hear that shit. And she has four children. Um, But her children are living with relatives. The children are not homeless with her. Because like she said that she's living in her car. But her children are living with relatives, so her children not are married. not living. She's never been married because her name is Latanya Young. She still has her father's last name, unless she married a guy like that, um, <laughs> whose name is Young as well, too, or unless she's yeah. just going by her maiden name. But um, I assume she's not married. Like I said, yeah, or it has never been because mm-hmm. she's still Latanya Young. So four kids, mm-hmm. not married. Yeah. She's living in the car. Says she had to do DoorDash to like make money. They said Dre um, cut her off last year or something like that. So he was still yeah. giving her money. She was like over 35. Was he still- was still giving her an allowance. Like he was still giving her a monthly allowance. I forgot what they said the allowance was, but he was giving her a monthly allowance and he was paying for something. I but said so my kids are staying with friends. They're not living in the car. It's just me. I'm taking odd jobs just to make it now. I got paid $15 an hour as an assembler and a warehouse. I'm just trying to keep my head above water. I've been in debt for a while. Which is like, I mean, I'm not being mean, but I mean, that's a lot of people's story, unfortunately, in America, because a lot of people are hit with debt. Like most Americans do live paycheck to paycheck. Most Americans do live above their means and do rack up a lot of debt. And debt doesn't necessarily have to mean credit card or that you did frivolous. That could mean that you took out student loans. Student loans is what's eating a lot of my people. I know student loans. <laughs> a lot of my peers, they talk about these damn student loans. They're like, man, like this. And this that's what we got to change the narrative on that. It's like, stop taking out fucking student loans. You got to change the narrative on that shit. <laughs> it's like, um, why are you taking $100,000 loans for a job that's going to pay 40? It's like, what? what, what it's crazy the, the way that they made it. It's it set up for you to. It's set up for you to fail. Like I mean, the way that they put it to you, like they they know what they're doing. Like they keep you in the trap, or they keep you in the in the K in the um hamster wheel. Like it's stuff that they can do to modify like Congress. You guys can modify, make college more affordable, so people don't have to do that. Make it more affordable. Just saying, it's it's ways you can you can maneuver some numbers. You you pulled out stimulus money. <laughs> you pulled that out of the air seemingly. So Here's you guys can modify on, school. You're reading what um, Latanya <laughs> um Latanya um Young and shit. She's um here's what the real here's the real story right here. So what Nicole got is what my mom should have got. Basically talking about the. The three, the three and a half million. At, yeah, the two hundred thousand dollars a month or whatever yeah, she's getting. Three hundred thousand, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> whatever she's getting, three hundred. Yeah, whatever. Like it's, it adds to about three and a half million a year. Yeah, right? she's a million. Yeah, she's a millionaire several times over. 
Just if she never marries and she just, you know, what she probably is never going to marry again, because why would you give that $3 million? You a fool if you give that up. <laughs> you get three and a half million dollars for not working a year. Come on now. <laughs> the real thing is like she's just she's mad because um because Nicole is getting all of this money and she wants her cut. Here's the thing. Nicole was married to Dre for like 24 years. Mm-hmm. They did have two children. Mm-hmm. We don't know the circumstances as to why they broke up. Like it is some alleged abuse. From what out there, but, um, we don't know what really happened. Right, really- we don't know what happened, but they were married to the bottom line. They were married 24 years. That's a long time to be married to someone. It wasn't like you married someone. And then Latanya's mother, her name is um Lisa Johnson. So um, it's, I doubt if her and Dre were ever even married. It's like, it's like, unless um. <laughs> Common law, let's say the unless, common law thing. Unless you went California recognizes it. Yeah. I don't know if I've, I didn't I didn't bother looking up, but um I don't think Dre was ever married to this chick. Yeah, common. I think that California might recognize common law. They might, because some states do recognize a common law marriage. Some states do. do the math. Thirty eight years ago was um that was way before Straight Outta Compton came out. Yeah, it's like nineteen eighty. Dre didn't have no money and shit then, basically. Yes, nineteen eighty three. Yeah. Better the cop that didn't come out to like 88 and shit or something like that. It's right. Like, like way before that fucking album. That's when he was doing the thing where he was on the record. You know, he was like the dancer thing. Before like. that, before the fucking <laughs> um, the um, um, wet wrecking crew. World wrecking crew. I can't say it. World class wrecking crew. Wrecking crew. There you go. I doubt, I don't think that was around in 83 and shit. It was just a Negro from Compton. No, it was a DJ and gigs here and there. <laughs> Little girl and shit. <laughs> so she. But my, she but my thing is, so the reason why the allowance even got cut off is because they were saying that Dre had heard her talking shit she about him. Basically, about him, and he cut her off in last January. And he cut so her off. Like, okay, could have been any worse too. It was right before the pandemic was about to start. Yeah. So, okay, you want to talk shit about me? In March, yeah. So. You, she got she she lost and, his money right when the world was about to shut yeah. down. And my thing is, and here's how I feel about stuff like that. Um, as I said, as we, I'm gonna bring this back with the guy's point to his head. You can't, uh, you can't rely on people's money if you make your own money. As I point to my head, like it's like if you if you're dependent, as long as you're dependent on somebody, you have to follow their rules and regulations and their guidelines. The second that you step out of their box, you can get cut off. Like, if somebody, I don't get that. I don't understand. Like, I know people who put themselves in these positions. I'm not necessarily talking about her, but I'm talking about people who they rely on a family member or whatever the case may be to take care of them. And then you want to have attitude and be like, well, you can't tell me and I'm grown. And then you want to do all that. And it's like, you're not grown, though. If you're if you have somebody like paying the majority of your bills and footing the bills and taking care of you, you're not you're not self-sufficient. You can't. Uh-huh. You don't have the money to talk shit. You don't, I'm not saying it makes it right, but you know, like you get like people who, if you're worth like several million dollars and like, if you're an asshole or whatever, okay. Like, yeah, you still shouldn't be an asshole because easy come, easy go. It could easily get taken away from you. Uh-huh. But if you talk as shit and you ain't got a pot to piss in or when to throw it out of, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta eat that humble pie. A whole nother add addition to this conversation, especially in the black community, is about um 
how long are you um obligated to take care of your grown ass kids? Because like um mm-hmm. I don't know about in your comment section, but in mine, like a lot of people are acting like just because you have a kid is like you got to take care of them for the rest of your life, pretty much. It's like I was like, I don't feel sorry for Latanya Young. You're growing, you're 40 years old almost. It's like if you mm-hmm. haven't figured it out by now, that's on you. And here's the thing that I feel a fifty thousand dollar GoFundMe. That's on you. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing that I feel like if you are in a position like Dr. Dre is near billionaire says he's worth like 850 million. So he's worth money several times. Like the fact that he can afford to give his soon to be ex-wife $3 million a year. It is probably nothing. It's, and it's, it's a- not going to hurt him because people, hello, people buy Beats headphones still. Hello. <laughs> he like, going to make that um- back. It's like me having to pay a chick like three, like 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 three hundred dollars a year, like thirty dollars a month or something like that. It's like like him right. paying that three hundred thousand is like me having to pay like a chick like exactly like nothing. It's like it's not going to affect you. Yeah. So it's like my feeling is is that if you are in a position where you're blessed. And you have money on top of money, your kids, your kids, kids, your kids, 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 kids. Like you got so much money that you build so much legacy for generational wealth that the next six generations of your family is going to be good. I feel personally, with the it's exceptions to every rule, so don't come at me as exceptions. I feel like you shouldn't just give out money because that just that just some creates codependency. You should not give out money. Which However, he was giving this. I said you should not give out money because you don't want people to become codependent on you. However, you should give opportunity. What I mean by opportunity is, is that okay? I have this. I have this pool here. I'll get you an interview into this company, but you still got to show up at the interview on time. You got to act right. I'm not getting you the job. I'm just giving you a door to walk through. You still have to walk through the door and do shit on your own. How do we know he wasn't doing that? This chick seems useful. No, I'm saying for me. I'm saying this is me. I'm talking about mine. I said this is how, when you say what people say, like how how long you should take care of your kids. You gotta I don't go think find that, me to raise fifty thousand. Right. I don't think that you should necessarily do that. I say I think that you should provide opportunity so people can become self sufficient, so they can build their own legacy. Like I said, if you have a um, if you have a shortcut for somebody, open up that door. But it's still their responsibility to walk through the door. Within reason, I'm saying if a person is a fuck up and is going mess, like don't do it for that. No, you know, like what I mean, you know what I mean when I say an opportunity, you know what I mean when I say that. But that's what I would say instead of just writing out checks and giving because, like, that just creates codependency and people really don't appreciate it. Like, it's one thing if it's under a certain age, but if you're over 30, you 35, you 40, you shouldn't still be getting allowances at that age. It's me personally. I don't think you should still be getting allowances at 30, 35, 40. It's just, no, I don't think you should. And here's, the I mean, line that, um, nobody, <laughs> here's the line that nobody's talking about in this article that um the opening line of this statement, yeah, my kids are staying with friends. Where's these kids' father? Yeah. Hasn't been yeah, that was, father or father is I don't know. Father or father. Since we don't have a one guy, yeah, but Where's the yeah. father slash fathers? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're not involved. They stay with friends. The father's not involved in like yeah. See, uh, see, you think you're like a DCFS worker. See, this is where I put my DCFS hat on. Because in DCFS, we always say that every child has a father, which is, which is true. Whether the father is involved, every child, because it takes 
a sperm and an egg to make a baby. It takes a sperm and an egg. So it's a father. It's a father. So unless the father is deceased, because some people, you may be a single mother by by circumstance like that, where it isn't your, beyond your control. Yeah, I, I was saying it wasn't mentioned whether it was yeah. alive or dead. The father wasn't. Right, dead. but it wasn't even mentioned. <laughs> it said friends. It didn't even mention anything. So if it is a father and he is alive and kicking, he's in his right mind. He's not in jail. He's not a drug addict. He's not a pedophile. He's nothing fucked up then. He needs to be in his kid's life because it takes two to raise a child. It takes two to tangle. That man needs to be in these kids' lives. Plain and simple. If you make a baby, you should not leave somebody to take care of a baby on their own. You should not do that. You need to be there taking care of your kids. I'm getting this from um, Complex. That's where I'm reading all this information from. And um, at the time of this article, where it was made um, out of the 50000 like I said, on the GoFundMe. Um, 400 She raised $385, less than Yikes. Yikes. So, so most people are with me and shit, apparently. They like, fuck out of here. I'm not donating. <laughs> I wouldn't. Especially during this, especially since the, um, the, uh, in the climate that we're in now, because a lot of people, it's a lot of people out there who are hardworking people who lost their, like maybe, maybe um, with, when COVID happened, the, uh, when the, when their employers saw that, Hey, instead of us paying 50 people to do this job, we could have just 10 people work remotely from home and we could just close this office and save us some money. So now you're one of the people who lost your job and you were making good money. So now you got to take a lesser paying job. You have to take a job where you're making half of what you was making on your regular job. Like it's a lot of like those circumstances that's happened with people and people just aren't as giving right now. Some people just aren't because of that circumstance. So, I mean, I guess love to her about, like, you know, good luck about your little puppy. Good luck. You know, because um, only you ain't even raised four hundred dollars like from this from this article. Like, I said, I don't know when this was printed, but um, that's you're trying to raise fifty thousand, and you're not even at four hundred yet. Even if you are like the thousand dollar mark now, like you way short of your mark. Yet. I haven't been, I haven't actually seen the GoFundMe. I'm just going by this article I'm reading. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't feel sorry for her. So, you grown. I mean, she's she's an adult and. Like I said, you made you made just said you got comfortable from that um that Dre money and that Dre money. Yeah. You talk shit about him, yeah, because he this and this and that word got back to him. Oh, okay. You now you talk shit okay. down with the shit talking is um you're <laughs> you still talking shit saying yeah well he owes me my mama she should have got that three hundred thousand yeah but like, you was, still like that three hundred thousand that would have been your mama's money you still not I'm gonna tell you the best thing that you could do honestly sis Latanya is her name Latanya Young the best thing sis, that you could do release a tell all book and then shop your book around and maybe you might make some money oh, the book doesn't suck and you make some money and shit yeah. right maybe you might make some money with that because people might want to hear the dirty dealings of Dr Dre so. Even though we already saw that with Michelle A, she put a whole documentary out about that. But yeah, so maybe it's more just out there. I don't maybe know. Maybe it's more to it. <laughs> we already you have can vouch to be like Michelle A wasn't along with Dr. Dre and said maybe you maybe can it's vouch for too. I don't know. Yeah. You can vouch and be like, yeah, Michelle A, it's not exaggerated because he did this to my mom or this and this and that, whatever. You know, you can get your tell-all book and then shop that around with whatever money you make off your GoFundMe. Hopefully, like I said, your book sells. And if it sells, then you can make you some money. Since we're talking, that's the best advice I would say for her. 
since we're talking money, let's talk Dennis Schroeder, <laughs> NBA guard, um, former Laker. Now, um, he's been around the league. He was with Atlanta Hawks. He was with the um, OKC Thunder. He's like mm-hmm. traveled around. His last team was with the Lakers this past season, and mm-hmm. um, apparently. It's like mixed reviews, mixed stories about whether like the uh, the extension offer really happened. But apparently, he turned down an extension offer from the Lakers for about for eight over eighty million dollars, and now took an offer with the Celtics, one year, five point nine million. And I'm not saying that's nothing because obviously that's almost six million dollars. That's money to like you and me. But if um, eighty million is like you um. You turned down an extension like last year when the Lakers yeah, allegedly mm-hmm. yeah, allegedly offered you an extension. And how like how long is what it's either four or five Probably years. Four years, four years, eighty, um, yeah, four years, like eighty plus million mm-hmm. is like what the yeah. number is now. It's like basically what Lonzo Ball ended up getting with the Bulls. So like, like over twenty million, five. like just over twenty million dollars a year. So that's what um and Schroeder turned that down because allegedly he wanted um a hundred mil. He wanted like John Collins money or whatever, like he wanted the hundred. <laughs> so um, he didn't get it though. It's like um, the market decide they they like you can um bet on yourself, but yeah, ultimately the market decides how much you worth. You might mm-hmm. think you're worth a certain amount, but the market decides. Because hence Chris Paul turned down his money and he got more. He turned down forty five million, which we he were turned like forty five million, but Chris <laughs> Paul. And uh, the, um, the the uh, Phoenix Sun was like, okay, come on, we're going to resign 100, okay. <laughs> but Chris Paul knew his value because he's like, look, I took this team to the finals. Mm-hmm. This team without me, look at this team before me. And it's, I did it the worst team. The finals. I'd be like if the Pistons made the finals like two years from now. Like, they are uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the worst team in the league. It's like that. <laughs> It can happen that fast. Like you put the right player on Paul, a player like Chris Paul on there. Yeah, you can turn that quick. Yeah, it can flip real quick. Two years later, it could flip. You could be from being the worst team to be in the finals. That can actually that can happen. It did. That can happen once. Yeah, with the Cavaliers, we had the number one pick with Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, and um, two -hmm. years later, they won the title with LeBron. (laughs) Like you add LeBron to that team, it's like yeah, LeBron, like a LeBron or a Chris Paul is like. You elevate a team to that to that um mm-hmm. elite status. And speaking of LeBron, mm-hmm. like yeah, like I went going to my comment sections on Dennis Schroeder, an article about Dennis Schroeder and his contract woes and shit. Because I just um, looked at it, I was like, yeah, the L of the year. <laughs> and of course, like um because because the whole world revolves around what does LeBron, LeBron have to do with LeBron this? Fucking James somehow. It's like the whole. What world does he have to do with? That's what Besides I thought. the fact that like, he was his former dumb, teammate. I'm going to drop the word right now. For the dumb niggas in the comment. It's like, that's what they're like. It's like, yeah, he, he didn't want to play with LeBron. That's why he turned that extension down. I'm pretty so sure. I'm going to let LeBron mess up my bag. I'm pretty sure LeBron wasn't not on Dennis Schroeder's mind when he was he was going through the conversations. LeBron, who's already worth a billion dollars, he's won, what, four rings? Yeah. LeBron has four rings. Who's he make, uh, LeBron is making over like like forty five million dollars. Worth a billion dollars. He became a billionaire while being an active player. First active player ever to reach billionaire status. He got his billion, and he got room to still grow for more. His production company's doing well. He getting his money. He got his rings. I'll rings say, with an S. Jam. He's in movies. Space Jam <laughs> drop. Yeah. So and I'm pretty sure Schroeder wasn't even thinking about it. y'all are just but, obsessed with LeBron. That's the thing. But, 
Like, that's, that's what, you, that's what you would do as a dumbass. Like you would um you fuck up your money and shit because I'm gonna let him mess up my bag. I'm not you fucking my money up for LeBron. That has, that, how, how does that affect LeBron James fucking up? As, as Antoine Dawson would say, you are so dumb. It's like you you got yeah, that's so small minded and petty and obsessed with LeBron. Oh, I don't like LeBron. So yeah, I'm gonna turn down his 80 billion and take less. Yeah, that'll show him it's like, <laughs> I ain't letting nobody mess up my paper. That's not what happened. It's like it's the same. It's like saying that um Laurie Markin is in the situation because not because he didn't like Zach Levine. No, like <laughs> Laurie Markin and bet on himself, and it's just he's still he's still and unsigned, I, so he he's in a worse spot than Schroeder right now because at least Schroeder got an offer from the Celtics. Laurie Markin is still unsigned it. right now. <laughs> and I get it as these players, like I said, yes, to us, we may think that you're being stingy and being selfish, and you should be grateful if somebody offers you 80 million, 90 million. But if you feel like you can give, if you feel like you're a hundred million dollars status player, why would you take eighty? Players in the past have turned down extensions, and it worked why out. Why would you do that then? Jimmy Butler did it. He turned down an extension for mm-hmm. like um, around forty-eight million. Is when he's with the Bulls, and then mm-hmm. um, he played his ass off. That uh, that's his contract year with the Bulls. The Bulls offered him like ninety, I think, like, to mm-hmm. keep him around. So like, yeah, he like doubled his money and shit, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he bet on himself. James Harden did that as well with OKC. They yeah. offered him an extension. He turned it down. They trade him to Houston. He becomes one of the best players in the league and makes over a hundred million the very next year. And, they yep. keep, and OKC had offered him something like 40, 45 or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, he, and then when he went to Houston, he signed an extension for like over a hundred. So yeah. Once again, another guy who doubled his money. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it can work when you bet on yourself, just like for marketing and Struder. It, didn't it just work. didn't. I yeah. said, but I get it. I totally get betting yourself because what kind of person? Well, I know I'm not worth this amount, so I'm not going to even try that. What? Of course, people go a low bar. If you say, well, uh, if you go into the negotiate, like you're at a job and a job is trying to get you and they're negotiating your salary. Are you going to start with your lowest offer or are you going to go high? You better go high and see if you can meet in the middle. You better be like, okay, I want this. And they'd be like, well, the most we can do is this. You don't be like, you don't come in and be like, well, I only think I'm worth this amount. And no, you don't do that. But I mean, I get why people bet on themselves. I get that. I totally get that. Sometimes it work out. Sometimes it don't. Simple as that. Yeah, he I'm still got, uh, he still got six million. Yeah, he still got six million. So hey, hats off to uh Schroeder for getting his six million still. Um, let me read this. Sorry, goofy. <laughs> this Sorry, is- goofy with that. Yeah. He'll be goofy as hell. You hear about this story with um Lewis Brown? We're gonna shift to baseball. This is not really about sports, but um the story is like too ridiculous for oh, me to um I don't know if you heard about this story with um what Lewis Brinson of the um the Miami Marlins um the Colorado Rockies I don't watch uh, I, didn't, he, I know he, nothing he, about baseball it's, so not, yeah. it's not, <laughs> nothing to do with baseball the story but you okay won't, okay you won't be into it because it's not even about baseball it's just um it's um Lewis Brinson was up to bat um he was when the Marlins were playing the Colorado Rockies for those that okay. don't know the Rockies they have a mascot his name is Dinger Cause you know, in baseball, like dingers is, um, yeah, yeah like, dingers um, playing for home run. Yeah. You know that. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. When, Martin, says, Ooh. when baseball was spying on Springfield and, um, and they said, you want me to tell you why we've been spying or you want to see some dingers? Ooh, dingers. dingers. He steals the fucking, um, the, 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 the records they've been spying on. Yoink. 
while they're looking at the dingers and shit. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, they have a mascot named Dinger. So then when Brinson, who's a black guy, is up to bat, you hear a, um, a video, like, from a, is a guy, an older guy behind home plate. And, like, on first glance, it does sound, like, um very inappropriate. Because, like, if you have, if you get to look at the video, I'll get um eventually, like, eventually when you get around to looking at it. Okay. It does sound mm-hmm. like he's yelling the N-word. The fan sounds like, um, and if you listen, it sounds like, nigger! It sounds like that. It's like, you're like, mm-hmm. whoa! It's like, yeah, this is 2021. Like, yeah, wait, it's not um, it's not Hank Aaron about to break break Babe Ruth's record back in the day, or it's not um Jackie Robinson making the majors back. It's like, it's like, whoa! Like you just hear that out of nowhere. And so um, the Colorado Rockies basically like they shitted on the fan, banned him for life, and all of that. Like you know, the usual was like, we don't tolerate that. Um, it, but then farm review, they lay they um analyzed the footage, listened to what he said. And he didn't say the N-word. He said Dinger because he was hollering for the mascot. You know, like when you go to Bulls game, you see Benny. Like, yeah, Benny. 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 He's trying to get his attention. He was hollering mm-hmm. for the mascot. And if you look at the tape, the guy is not even looking at the guy at the, at the plate. He's looking at um or the, on, on another direction. Like, Dinger, Dinger. And it sounds like, nigger. It sounds like he's saying that. And if being an old white man, it just didn't look right. It just didn't look right, yeah. Well, so I had to review it because at first I'm looking like, okay, like, it's, um, Especially people, how, are people really that bold to go in the middle? Yeah, are you really that bold okay. to do this? A nasty t- a, a game on television with cameras. Right, that's kind of out there. Where did a guy at the plate? Now mm-hmm. look, he says dinger if you listen. You got mm-hmm. you got to listen and pay attention, but he says dinger. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So now they calling um <laughs> what made the story ridiculous is um Lewis Brent and the guy with the plate. They calling him um the new Jussie Smollett basically because he's saying that he still hears the N word when he watches, even though um when he. He didn't say it. <laughs> His eyes keep hearing it. Yeah, I think he Stop said. Stop being a victim. Stop making yourself be a victim. I want slavery back so bad. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> man was Stop like, he had a game trying to get a mascot's attention because he was there with his grandkids. He wanted to get a pig with Dinger with his grandkids. Yeah, with the, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's and that makes sense because he, how cool is that? He's like, Dinger, Dinger. Because mm-hmm. like, I would want my kids to, well, we did get like a, a video with Biggie the Bull because Biggie the Bull dumped popcorn at us at the Bulls game. So Ariana did get Biggie the Bull to be over there with her dumping popcorn. Benny was like, he was yeah. down the ways a little bit. You try to get his attention. Like, right. Benny, come Benny, on. Benny, yeah, we would be like, Benny, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like that, yeah. And mascots love kids because that's what their job is. Like, you're supposed to be family-friendly, yeah. entertaining. Even though, we, even though we're grown, we like them too, but it's really for the kids. The it's mascot. for the kids, right. So if a parent or a grandparent or whatever is trying to get your attention, most mascots will, um, you know, whatever they're doing, they will go to like make a child's day. Like, you know, you will go about, okay, I'm gonna make this kid's day. I'm gonna go over here. I'm gonna take some pictures. We're gonna have some fun. But well, he's why why does Negroes just gotta just want everything to be racist? This month it's like so I thought that he said it too, but when I listen, so okay when you he, analyze it, like yeah. um if you listen, um you can hear it's um it sounds like dinger and like he's not even looking at the guy at the plate, he's looking the other way. So like, say he's probably looking though, he probably is trying to get the mascot's attention. Like the evidence swipe suggests that um he probably didn't say the n-word, but you just gotta right. now he wants to wear it, wants the mascot's name changed. I guess because um Washington and uh, Cleveland, like the team now, like you want the word dinger band, whatever, because of it. Like Lewis Brinson is saying he wants the word dinger band. So I guess they're gonna can't they never gonna air that episode of The Simpsons if that happens. <laughs> they never gonna air that episode again. <laughs> 
My thing is, let's not play like it sounds too much like the N word. So I think don't play the race <laughs> card if it if it doesn't need to be played. It's playing situations. And what and the irony of it is like the dude never even heard it. Like Lewis Brent never even heard the fan when he was at plate. If it really was like the N word, when you like look, you're like, yeah, like, you exactly. black and you hear that, like our ears perk up. We hear that shit. So, like, so clearly, you didn't even hear it at the place. You didn't even look the way. Like, what, what do you say? Because I heard someone say it when I was in college. I heard someone say it, and then when they re- realized that I was in earshot, then they like changed what they said. Then they like said something different. I was like, but I know what you said. I was like, I heard you say the N word. I heard it at Lollapalooza. I heard you say it. When um they played Chief Keith and um said we scared nigga. Woo, Rick Flair, and, and like you got a hundred thousand white folks. And I was like, I just walked away. I said, I'm not taking on. <laughs> I know what fights, <laughs> I know what fights not to take on. What <laughs> fights not to yeah. I said, yeah, I'm I'm not <laughs> I don't want that smoke. I just walked away. I just went back to the yeah. because like, yeah, mm-hmm. not that woke. Well, I was like, I'm gonna try to fight and all of them. <laughs> okay. And they were singing a song, so I was like, okay, I get it. So let me just walk away before. No, I heard no. The person that I said, let me just walk away. The person was saying context. They said they were going to dress up as a basketball player because they were going to dress up like the like the N word. So they said in the racist context, it wasn't in song. They said it because they wanted. It was like around Halloween. They said they were going to dress up as a basketball player and be an N word. Something they said, and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, huh? <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> what'd you say? What um. I probably should just drop it because, like, you're really making it worse by doing this. Because, um, because guess what? The longer that Lewis Brinson keeps this out there, is um, somebody probably really is going to end yell the n word when he's at exactly the just because because people do shit like that just to be asshole, just to, just to trigger you, just to like just somebody, to be, yeah. Well, like, you could have said, okay, the fan didn't say, but like, especially like if you are like, um, like we call those one of them tiki towards fans. And you say like, and he's like, and then you say like, he clearly didn't say the N word, but if you want to hear the N word, okay, I got one. But he's like, yeah, <laughs> since you're going, since you're going accused of being racist, let's really be racist. There's people that do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, people who don't have anything to lose. There's some people, some t- like you said, the TV Twitter. Who want to play the racist card? Like, yeah, let's just go all the way with it. Who it don't is. care about being banned? Yeah. Who don't care about that? Yeah, come to the game, and every time he's at a play, it's going to chant that shit. It's like, yeah, so mm-hmm. you're actually creating bullshit where it's not. It's like yeah, that's my opinion. It's like somebody really gonna shout this at him. I think eventually, <laughs> probably sooner. Rather. I say just let it go. I mean. It was a misinterpretation. It was a movement. You say, well, I thought he called mm-hmm. me that, but I mean, he probably didn't, so fuck it. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> keep it moving. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he wants to be Jussie Smollett so bad. Oh, Jussie is still claiming that um, MAGA attacked him. <laughs> <It's> gay <laughs> Tupac. <laughs> he said he was a gay Tupac. What? I was done with Jesse when he said he was a gay Tupac. I was officially done. I was officially done with that. I was like, Tupac, you are not. And the real reason I think you about to say that. Is to bring attention. Because like I said, like, you didn't know who the fuck he was before this. So yeah. I, was like, I have no idea who that is. So now he's trying to make his name out. So now he's trying to he's trying to get a he wants him a Nike commercial like Colin Kaepernick now. That's all that is pretty much. Colin Kaepernick actually was uh trying get, he he trying to get him a, he's trying to use this to like put help his pocket. So I, I know why hate. I know why he's doing this shit. He's trying to help his pockets. <laughs> he said, Hey, oh, oh, Colin Kaepernick, no. I could be tapping into baseball. I'm gonna keep pushing this. No. <laughs> No, Calvin Kaepernick actually did like stand for social justice. You didn't. <laughs> he actually did give up his career for social justice. He actually did. 
And you're a you didn't. Yeah, so. Right, you didn't. <laughs> so it's not the same. You are not Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Just stop. Let's get on sports <laughs> for a little while too. Um, I don't know if you checked out the documentary is on Netflix. If you haven't, are you and Marcus like y'all will definitely get a kick out of this? They got a brand new documentary. It's called um the Malice the Palace. Yes. Now people talking about that. Okay. I, I, I watched so it, it is last dark. night. Okay. Watched it. Excuse me. Watched it last night, man. Like dope. You know, um, two hours. It's uh one hour. It's real easy. Wow. Okay. I'm probably gotta watch it without the kids. A lot yeah, of, yeah, of course, of course, <laughs> of course. And come on, it's a lot of f bombs in this damn document. And then it's a lot of, and then it's the malice. So you know, it's fighting. So duh, I don't want the kids seeing um, that. And they show like, cause like, yeah, cause I never. It was like November 1904, I think, is when this happened. Let me get the exact date. Mm. I want to say, yeah, I was watching the game when it happened because I was living in Indiana at that time. You the were mm-hmm. trash and shit, so I adopted the Pacers as my home team. Cause like, remember mm-hmm. this, the, this during the rebuild, the Bulls sucked. Like, right. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. before they turned, they, they had started turning around, but they still were pretty bad. No four. So yeah, they, they didn't really turn it around. It's like, Oh, six issues when they really started. Okay. Now mm-hmm. that's when you started to say, okay. They being Gordon during that time. Yeah. They just drafted Gordon. Yeah. Gordon and um, Ding just got drafted yeah. in the 04 draft. So they were rookies. So they weren't. Yeah. So they were rookies. I said, I said, but by 06, I said by 06, they were like developed. You know, they had started developing. You could see their potential, them by 06. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I was right. November 19, 2004. Yeah. Hmm. Detroit, well, um, the Auburn Hills is like a suburb of Detroit. So technically, it wasn't Detroit. But yeah, the Palace of Auburn Hills is where it happened. Pacers. Yeah, um, Pacers were like beating the shit. I, I'm gonna explain that for those that don't know the story. Like, you know, I follow basketball like that. It was um, let's just rewind a little bit and go back the previous year, Eastern Conference Finals, the 04 Eastern Conference Finals. Pacers Pistons, mm-hmm. and um, it was like a bloodbath. It was like the old Bulls Pistons rivalries from back in the day. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> very physical this series. And um, Detroit ends up taking it. They end up going mm-hmm. to the finals and what happened that year. And when being the Lakers. Beat the Lakers. They upset the Lakers. The Pacers look back, they like, that's that's our title. Like, we, we should have won that. They got a right. chip on their shoulder now. they like, we mm-hmm. got our, that's our title. <laughs> so we could have We fumbled them. it. We fumbled it. Yeah, we could have beat the Lakers. Especially Reggie. It's personal, too, because Reggie had lost to the Lakers before in 2000, remember, for um, Shaq. Mm-hmm. First ring. So Reggie was like, okay, right. could have got my win back and got my first ring. So it was personal, like going to the following season, the 04, 05 season. So now, like when um fast forward, they saw they got Steven Jackson during the offseason. So they mm-hmm. actually proved like the roster they had. And that Pacers roster was deep. I <laughs> say, so, yeah, they had Reggie, they had Artest, they had um Steven Jackson, Jermaine O'Neal. Those um it was yeah. so think about that compared to what the Bulls were doing at the time. Now you see why I was a Pacers fan during that time. <laughs> <laughs> you got that roster versus the fucking trash ass Bulls roster with Eddie Curry and like that. Come on, yeah. who who are you gonna watch? <laughs> and um, that Pacers team was beating the shit out of the, the defending Detroit champs in this game. Yeah, ninety seven eighty two was what ended up being a final score. But right. much the Pacers led this whole game. They led by like twenty at one point. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, um, the starters were still in the end of the game during the fourth quarter. 
was like, um, so the malice never had to happen if they had just pulled their starters. Like, like both right. teams had start, both teams had starters in at the end of this. Right, game. it's like it's the game is over. Because it was that personal. Like neither one of them wanted to like take their foot off the gas. That's the only thing I could see. But really, like, like it's like because the malice happened with like forty five seconds left in the right. Game. Game was down. The, the Pistons were not coming back. They were down 82 to 97. They were not coming back. They were not coming back. Like a 15 point lead. That's like, 15 points in 45 seconds. And Tracy McGrady. Miller Tracy McGrady was not in the game. And Reggie didn't even play in that game. He was injured. So, yeah. So, even Reggie <laughs> couldn't manage to back. Reggie, 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 but Reggie didn't even play. Like, he was, he was right. injured. Yeah. And um, so it happens. Um, Ben Wallace is going for a layup. Yeah. In the, like 45 second mark. And, um, Ron Artest fouls him hard. And here's what they told in the documentary. Like, they were giving, like, uh, more more context to everything. They were saying mm-hmm. that um, Ron had owed him from the previous year, basically, because uh, I'll tell you that Eastern Conference final, like, very... It was a bloodbath, yeah. So he said, okay, I'm going to get my foul back now. <laughs> I guess Ben had followed him, followed him the previous year. So Ron just said that's why he fouled him hard right there. He's okay. Mm-hmm. Getting, okay, we got this game in the bag. I'm about to go fuck him up right now. And both of them... And both of them, as I call them, they're both dark alley guys. Both Ben Wallace and Ryan Tess are definitely dark alley guys. Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Both, and both former bulls, too. So there you go. <laughs> both dark alley dudes. They are both dudes that you do not want to fuck with. Neither one of them you want to both fuck with. For the bulls. I actually had a Wallace jersey <laughs> back in the day when I had fro with a hair. Yeah, so I had a Wallace. I probably I got to find this in that closet. <laughs> I still have that Ben Wallace jersey somewhere. I should have wore it in honor of the Malice. They write myself, my Bulls Wallace jersey, not the Detroit one. I'd never wear a Pistons jersey. So then he fouls him hard. He fouls him hard. And Ben Wallace, um, I think his brother had just died. I think they said. His so he sis, brother, sis, yeah, he had oh, lost a family yeah. member, yeah. So so I remember hearing that he lost a family member, yeah. The foul combined with him being already like in a pissed off mood because of his, um, I mm-hmm. want to say his brother. He um shoves Ron like you no know, Ben's big dude like six eleven like two fifty he he shoves him like and damn just shoves him halfway across the court <laughs> mm-hmm. like, and by then it's like you no know, both benches empty to like calm the oh whoa 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 it's like whoa yeah cooler heads cooler heads prevail so Ron Artest who talked about you said he was already in therapy even back then that's why we look at it differently now because like mm-hmm. mental health wasn't really big it's like almost it wasn't years. yeah. So Ron was like, um, yeah, I was already in therapy then. Like, what? Well, um, the first thing I was to my therapist told me is like to um, to get out of situations, like just stay calm. So he lays mm-hmm. down on the table, and mm-hmm. he was like, like he was in a therapy session. Mm-hmm. It's like, but in, but like, it, I taken out of context to those fans, ignorant ass Piston fans. You look good. Looks, like, looks like he's mocking. Like you're man. mocking him. Yeah. But, uh, and then and then the other thing that I want to chime in on is that when people said that when he was like he was scared to fight Wallace, no, he wasn't scared to fight Wallace. It's like that man was going to therapy, so who knows what could have happened? Like, he could have killed him. Wallace. Like, yeah, like he when you feel, him, so. you feel yourself about to be in a situation, right? Just, so you just have to de-escalate, step back and chill out. Is like, and that's what he did. And that's said, that's why he laid down. Like, yeah, he said right. like. Laying down like he's in a therapy session. And he like, has headphones on. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he put the headphones. He wanted to try to get his um uh, grounded, his zen going on. He was like, okay, yeah. He might, yeah, he, he might have been, been meditating. I don't know. Yeah, he put the yeah. headphones. He might have been like going and meditating. Most a lot of people do that. Yeah, you try to meditate mm-hmm. like, to calm yourself down. It's like yeah, and um and um and Ben Wallace like um he, like I said, Ben being in his state of mind. He um he escalated the situation even further because his teammates try to hold him back. You know, Wallace, he wears like all kinds, he wore kind of headbands and armbands, like all this crap he mm-hmm. wore. 
So he starts like throwing his shit at our test, like pulling off the headbands mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And so, um, you know, the fans just follow what you're there. Like they follow. Yeah. Fans are followers. Yeah, they are. You see Ben Wallace throwing shit. What are you going to do? So like they they broke all this down in the documentary. They showed all of it. They say like when Wallace starts throwing the armbands and the headbands, it's like and then Reggie Miller was right there with our test. He was like mm-hmm. trying to keep calming down. Like he was like, okay, you good? Like yeah. And then called. They were trying to get Wallace out, but like they said once again, Wallace is 6'11", 250 pounds. He's a big fucking guy. Because they were like, and, we, and Wallace has been ejected. They were trying to get him off the Wallace court. Wallace had but, already been ejected, and um. But you you can't. He's like enraged, like I said. Now, so like, like you're not even six even eleven. Teammates couldn't get him off of that court. Uh, like, you're not even six eleven. But let's say that if you're enraged and I'm trying to hold you back, I cannot hold you back if you're already enraged. You mm-hmm. would just push past me if I'm like, ah, no, direction. And then, like Reggie was right there, and he said, "I could see it out the corner of my eye. It was like a slow motion." I saw that cup coming in slow motion. Boom, right on Ron's chest is like as he's laying there. Of course, Ron jumps up and like said, these guys are like in shape. So like he sprints like he looks like Usain Bolt the way he sprinted in fucking crowd. Ron our chest is what six eight, like two thirty. He's a big guy, yeah. Like two thirty. Big fucking guy hits him. He leaves like a, like like a cheat. One step. He like in one motion. He gets into that crowd, and in behind he, the guy he grabbed wasn't even a guy that threw the cup. It was another guy. Like yeah, like, he grabbed the wrong guy, <laughs> and like he got on him. He said, "Our test is in the stands." Like the fans that, are like going crazy. That's my favorite. That's my. That's all I remember from the Mountain event. And our test is in the stands. That's all I remember. I just. That of was course, the, that like, was the, yeah, the, the fans in that section swarm our test. Steven Jackson being a street dude is like, uh-uh, like, <laughs> you ain't doing my home. So he runs out there. Oh, my watch. As the fans are, like, mobbing him, like, a second fan threw a beer in our test face, too. And Steven Jackson is out of nowhere, just, like, jacked the Look shit out He's like, I saw one, another one of them threw a beer in his face while he ran, and I just punched the shit out of that guy. <laughs> and he just knocks him out, yeah. So now it's like totally out of control. Like, fans are just, they, they completely lost their shit now. So eventually, um, they do get our test back onto the court, and it seems like it's over, but uh-uh. Now some little fat fuck, yeah, another fan is down there and shit. Why, and are, you even on the, why are you on the court? Yeah, and they showed, the like, they showed all these fans. They they in the documentary. They show them, like, now talking. And they showed a fat guy talking. He's like, yeah, sorry, yeah. He, he still wouldn't admit his part. It's like how um, he said, like, well, they, they like security, like, was trying to get us out of the area. So they pushed us down that way. Like, no, nah, I think you probably. No, nah, motherfucker. That's just hostile. We've been we've been to Bulls games before. Yeah. And if a fight break out, my ass is not going nowhere near the police. I'm getting the fuck out of there. I'm not going nowhere near these players. So the I don't want to get hit. So the guys on the court. And if you're really trying to get away, why are you walking in our test direction? Right. He wasn't walking away. He's walking towards our test <laughs> on the court. Our test, he, and he just decks this guy. He and decks out. Now a whole nother melee breaks out. Like, this is like the one, uh, not the one in the stands. It's a whole nother bro. So basically, three brawls that broke out. That's why he called it the malice. The first one was on between Wallace and our test on the court. 
Second one was our test in the stands with Steven test in the stands. The third one is like, yeah, when the fat fuck comes down and like he's like getting in his face. Like, and he's and you watch the video, he is walking towards our test, like when uh when our test hits him. <laughs> so it's like our test had every right to defend himself. Like, if you're on the court, like you're in, you're in my territory. And the stands I give you that, that's your area, but down here, you shouldn't even be down mm-hmm. here. So I have every right to hit you. And my thing is, I feel feel I'm threatened. I have every right to hit you. My thing is, you better leave these players alone. It's like, would you walk up to a six eight guy on the street and talk shit to his face? Yeah. Would you do that in real life? No, you wouldn't. Then, as this brawl is going on, like, which you probably remember, this is like, which at the time hilarious. (laughs) I'm about to say, like, like. Cause now he sees Ron getting attacked by like a couple other fans, the fat guy and like his homie, like, he had his <laughs> had his crew there and shit. Now I said, runs like once again, like huh, like a cheetah and shit. Like these guys, these are, guys are in shape. They run for like basketball. You run up and down a court. These guys court. are in shape. So he runs and like yeah, and he's like and he slips. Is like so that's what made it like it saved like a baseball slide. Yeah, it looks like he did a baseball slide. He, he really did a home like, run. Punch, yeah, but but he slips. You know, like it's like beer and shit. Everyone, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's and Reggie Miller said it was like it's probably the greatest miss that Jermaine had ever hit his career. If he had hit that guy full steam, he probably would have killed him. <laughs> yeah, it's Jermaine yeah. was like seven feet two fifty. It's like he probably yeah. would have killed the guy if he had hit him at full speed. But the slip slowed the punch down a little bit though. So. The guy didn't get the full like punch. Uh, they show him like his lip is all swollen up now, so he got enough of that punch. And shit. <laughs> it would have been finish him. Yeah, the guy would have been dead. Jermaine got him at full speed running. He's <laughs> like, they saw the guy now yeah. talking shit. It's like, yeah, he, he sucker punched me. I think it was a bitch move and shit. But <laughs> say say that to his face right now. Okay? I'm, trying I'm trying to see some. <laughs> uh, here's here's me being the pay documentary, the pay doc maker. Well, we have Jermaine O'Neal here right now. <laughs> <laughs> what you said is, is a what move? I didn't hear that last comment. You no, know, I'm a different kind of petty. Well, we have him right now. Come on put, out. Um, pour the Ricky Lake on you. <laughs> well, guess who we have in the other room, man? <laughs> you know, I grew up in the 90s, right? <laughs> Get my Ricky Lake on. <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> guess who we have at the door? Former Pacer Jermaine O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious! <laughs> how fast? He, how fast would he shit his pants if that happened? There? <laughs> now, um, the next problem with the malice is um, after all of this bullshit that happened, it's like, how do we get these motherfuckers out of here and shit now? Yeah, you see, um, Reggie Miller and um, Chuck Person, who's a former praiser and um, who was an assistant coach at that time, they trying mm-hmm. to get him out of. They like covering is like covering up, trying to cover Ron's face. They walk him off the court. And of course, mm-hmm. like, you know, the fans around the tunnel, like now every fan is coming that area. Like even the ones from the cheap seats have come down. They just showering and we're like throwing crap at him, dumping, uh, dumping as they getting them out of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Tra- I forgot before they left that yet because the police were involved, too. They showed the cops that were at them. <laughs> it was like mm-hmm. two cops in the whole building. <laughs> the two cops trying to control like. 30,000 people. Like, it's like, like two cops in the whole building. It's like, it's like when um the stuff starts going down, they show one of the cops. He has his pepper spray thing out in his hand. He's about to run up to Ron and pepper spray him. But Reggie Miller jumps in front and it's like, no, 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 no. Like, you're not doing And the cop, <laughs> here's a funny part. Cop didn't even know who Reggie Miller was. They saw Steven Jackson. So I was like, how the fuck you not know who Reggie Miller is? It's like, <laughs> 
Because the cop, because Reggie, he was in his, he was in a suit. He wasn't but in uniform. Reggie Miller. No, he's one on. of the most famous players in the world. One of the most famous players in the world. Well, so he's about to spray, he's about to, um, some, he has his pepper spray, about to pepper spray Ron. Reggie jumps, he's like, no, nah, no, nah, you're not doing. And then he tries to like get Reggie after court. He's like, motherfucker, I'm with the team, Reggie. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, I am the Pacers, motherfucker. I am the Pacer. I am Mr. Pacer. <laughs> hey, we made about, about the Indiana Pacers. Who do you, who's the first name? Let's do, uh, let's do correlation. Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan. Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James. LeBron James. It's like, Indiana Miami Pacers. Heat, Dwayne Wade. Indiana Pacers, Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller. Let's do word association. So, so cop asks, are, are you with the team? I am the team. I am the fucking team, dude. Hey, I know who Reggie Miller was, the cop. Didn't Especially, like, we saw Reggie Miller. The, uh, the Spike Lee feud. Like, even if you don't watch, like, everybody, that was a few around the world, him and Spike Lee. You didn't see that on TV? They stole one of Steven Jackson. Man. So, how, know Miller is? <laughs> how do you not know Reggie Miller? Just dumb. He's, in, like, he's not in uniform. Like, <laughs> I would know Reggie Miller in a mask from 50 feet away if we were out. Like, Reggie, it's Reggie, Reggie. Was, Reggie was on the mask thing, or you would know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> it's Reggie! <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, yeah, so then after that, it's because like, um, I feel like how the Pacers, they were like, they were a real team during all of that. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Like, um, they weren't like when Jackson ran into the, he ran into the, the stands to help our test. And then Reggie jumps in front of the cops, like, nah, you ain't about to spread for spray, my dude. Yeah. Because Reggie, as much as, that thing, and that's funny because <laughs> Reggie, as much shit as he taught and he's like an instigator, he was a cool head. He yeah. was a level headed one in all of this. He was trying to defuse the situation. He was trying to keep things calm, like, no, we're going to be peaceful. He was trying to keep stuff together, but Reggie, I said, you know them days when he played us. Yeah, he was a little. He was an instigator. He was. I never, I never forget the '98 Easter Conference Finals. The shove. Seven games. The shove the was shove. game four, I think. Yeah, the shove. Yeah. The shove is what I'm still mad about. Yeah. Yes, I'm still mad all these years later. Which that was a foul. He should have got a foul. And shove that led to the game winner. <laughs> I never forget that series. Jump in a circle. Yeah. But um, so then after all of that, when they finally do get our test, it's like now, how do we get him out of here? Because um, because these fans are like out of control, and like obviously the, the cops aren't going to help. They come in to pepper spray us. They're not going to help us get out of here. So, like the cops are against us. Like how the fuck we get out of here? So like Reggie and Chuck person, they covering Ron's head up trying to get him out. Fans showering him with crap. Is all that. Then they come. They get in the tunnel. With Stephen Jackson's right behind him, coming in. And Stephen Jackson, he's like, he's like reveling in it. It's like a wrestling heel. Like we just watched Attitude Era. He's like a bad guy. He's like, yeah, <laughs> like crazy taunting the Pistons fans. Like, yeah, shower me with the shit when he's walking out. Yeah, he's, and then he's, a, street they, <laughs> he's a street guy. So hey. <laughs> and then when they, they show footage from in the tunnel in this documentary, exclusive, never before seen footage, they show them like Ooh, in the tunnel. I watch this. I want to watch this tonight. Yeah, Jackson is like we ride together. goddammit. it! Like he's like yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. Like, when he's he rips his jersey. Okay. Like, we ride together. goddammit. it! Yeah. Okay. Still, I like know. Steven Jackson even more now because he's a real one. He's yeah. a real one. I like him even more. Loyal. Now. I like people that are loyal to theirs. Mm-hmm. He loves to his. So then they mm-hmm. show them like Jermaine O'Neal when he comes out. And O'Neal, they showering him with all kinds of crap. Jermaine tried to go back out. They showed that from the song. <laughs> <laughs> when they get him Street back, night. he, like, turns around, trying to go back. His teammates, like, they holding him back. But <laughs> Jermaine was ready to go. Like, he probably so, saw him threw something in his face. He's like, fuck that. He, he tried so to go another, back out. He's that. another dark alley guy, too. <laughs> he's another dark alley. 
man tried to go back out and they had to pull him away. But line. my thing is, I and I and I reiterate this. You said he was what, like seven feet, two hundred and fifty pounds. If he's a center, yes, he's like seven feet two. So if he's seven feet two hundred fifty pounds, would you would you throw crap in his seven foot guy's face on the street? Would you do that? No, you would not, because you feel protected because you're in the arena. You feel protected. What sucked is originally when this story happened was the narrative. Like, I didn't like the narrative. Yeah. It was all about the players were at fault. There's like a few um reporters that put it on the fans. Like, shout out Stephen A. Smith did say that the, um, the fans were at fault. It's like, we should always put it on the fans. Like, be like mm-hmm. if, you, if um, that guy doesn't throw that, that cup, it's like none of this ever happens. It was just um, mm-hmm. the, the melee, on, like stuff on the court happens all the time. Like, right. that's what I was saying. It was like, yeah, like that, that happens all the time. Again. Like, eventually, they would have been able to get. They would have got Wallace the out of there. They would have got him off the court. And ran the clock down, like, and then they, they would have been and over. Yeah, Tess would have just kept on doing what he was doing. They probably would have got him out of there, too. Like, our test might have been ejected, too. I don't know. They would have got our mm-hmm. test and Wallace out of there, ran, ran, the, ran the clock out, and that would have been it. It would have mm-hmm. ended there. Like, the cup is what turned it into the malice. It was just a regular like basketball fight. That happens all the time. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like um when like I said when Kirk Heinrich and Rondo back in the day, like if a fan threw something, it would have turned into something else. See, yeah, we, don't, right, man. we don't do that in Chicago though. That's some ignorant ass Detroit fans. We don't do that. And then they claim that we're so rough in Chicago. Well, our fans don't do shit like that. We just talk. I mean, we'll talk shit. We'll talk shit. That's what you do. Like we from Chicago. We do the dozens. We from Chicago. We do that. We we roast you. And then, goofy ass. You know, we call you goofy ass and roast you. That's what we do in Chicago. And then the suspensions that came down, man. <laughs> Whew. Our oh, test, yeah. rest of the season, our test was out the rest of the season. So you got 73 <laughs> games plus plus playoffs. His suspension, yeah. So it was on 73 plus 13. So 86 games total. The longest suspension in NBA history at this point, yeah. And then uh, Steven Jackson got 30 games for his for running the stands. For his involvement, yeah. Main O'Neal, 25 game suspension originally, which he got his reduced because he fought it. He's like, um, so he got it reduced to 15, but still 15 games a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. But um he got he got 10 of those games back though, at least. So he got mm-hmm. it. And Ben Wallace got suspended six games. Even though technically he's kind of the one who started, he got the yeah, lead. he was the um <laughs> the catalyst. He was the catalyst of this. He was. But he got six, yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. And then um the like they um they finally did like start coming after these fans like um they prosecuted a bunch of the fans it's like well, I don't think only I think none of them I think only one did jail time though there's only one mm-hmm. of the fans that jail jail so I'm trying to get the fans' names I want to you know I like putting names out there so we're gonna get all these motherfuckers names and shit um legal charges let me find it in this article. Oh, yeah. John Green is the asshole that threw the cup, by the way. So we're going to put his name up there first. John Green, John Ackerman, Bryant Jackson, William Paulson, David Wallace. That's Ben Wallace's brother was one of the fans. Okay. I didn't know he was there. <laughs> <laughs> so he was so he got um he got some time too. Like I think a lot of these, a lot of them got probation and fines. Like I think yeah. only one guy did jail time. I'm trying to find um Yeah, the one who threw the cup, John. Yeah, Green. He got thirty days in jail and two years probation. So yeah, so he's the only one that did jail time. And he got banned for life, right? And banned for life from all Pistons games, like for the rest of his life. So he can never attend a Pistons game again. So yeah, lifetime ban. He did. Um, 
a little jail time and got probation. And um, and from what I'm reading, I can't read. I don't think any um of the players outside of the money they lost in wages from the suspensions. I don't think it was any civil suits or nothing. You know, fans trying to come up and all this. Yeah, they're trying to come up. I couldn't find anything, so I think um, I don't think any of it because I once they reviewed the footage and saw the defense. He's like, you were the you were the aggressor. Like so, like the lawyers probably told him, "It's like you're not gonna get any money. You're not gonna get shit." Because I couldn't find any civil suits that were filed. Because here's the thing: if you're the aggressor, no matter how much money someone has, if I go up to Mike Tyson, I start taunting Mike Tyson, he punches me. I'm not going to get nothing. I'm taunting Mike Tyson. That's on me for talking shit. I'm taunting Mike Tyson. Why would I do that? Why? Well, check it out. Yeah. Dope-ass documentary on Netflix, The Malice. And that created animosity with um the, a lot of the Pacers players had because um after this, Ron, um, after his suspension was over and all of that, he asked to be traded. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, um, I, I don't think I can ever come back from this. But yeah, like, right. I'd say it's the patience are pretty much over because yeah, like mm-hmm. I don't, you can't live that down. That's what Ron was saying. Mm-hmm. And a lot of his team, like Jack, Stephen Jackson, and Joe Mills, like we we put everything on the line for you, and you're just gonna leave us to so, like it created animosity. And Jermaine yeah. O'Neal talking about especially when Ron won that ring with the Lakers later. With the Lakers, yeah. Like, and you, you get rewarded for the championship. It was like a you like. And Jermaine never got one, so he said he had beef yeah. with Ron for years over that. Mm-hmm. Um, because Jermaine O'Neal said probably suffered the most because like he, he was in his prime. <laughs> like like Reggie yeah. suffered because Reggie lost. That was probably Reggie's only shot, last chance of getting the ring. Reggie right. by then he was like Reggie retired at the end of that season, but that's right. his prime. It basically fucked his prime. Up Reggie was like damn near forty by then. Yeah, Reggie retired mm-hmm. at the end of that season, so. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what they talked about that too. Like we missed the Reggie's only shot to get a ring. They they felt bad about that. But at least Reggie had he was old near the end of his career. Jermaine was like in his prime when that happened. That kind of like right. career. Oh uh, no, just for just for the record, the, the palace is gone now. So like the, the the ghost of the malice is gone forever. They um they imploded it last summer, like summer of 2020, because um the pistons mm-hmm. moved back into downtown Detroit now. So they got okay. the arena. So so like um Jermaine O'Neal was like, yeah, like he was he was happy when that motherfucker got employed. He's like, yeah, because he found yeah, part of my spirit is still in that building. He's like, so like yeah. It up. yeah, like that. I feel that weight lifted off of me finally when they yeah. yeah. So don't doc. I'm about to check it out. I'm about to check it out. I check it out. I might watch it tonight. Yeah. Might have an might have an activity to watch tonight after the kids go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Really good. Yeah. <laughs> Basketball fan, I appreciate that as well. Really good docket. But that's nice. all I got. We ran long as fuck talking. It's about all good. We talk basketball. We run long on basketball. <clears throat> Definitely appreciate you supporting Not Another Damn Podcast. Episode 220. You want to support us further? Here's how. Give that Facebook fan page a like. Hit that like button. I'll subscribe, share, rate, review on all your platforms. Talking about Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeart, TLC Talk Radio. What up, Tasha? Hey. Also, your Amazon Alexa devices and a little YouTube, a little something like That's fine. We <laughs> <laughs> at Ozman, the Wizard on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Oz Radio on Snapchat and Facebook as well. You know how I do it.
And you can check me out, msima 866 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Also, S-E-R-8-G-U-L-L-E-Y-1 on Twitter, S-E-R-8-G-U-L-L-E-Y-7 on Instagram. Also, please like the Straight Gully Facebook fan page. Check out straightgully.com for your blogs and your blogs. And for your video production needs, check out straightgullyproductions.com. Well, I'm Ozman, the wizard. And Naima. We will talk to you later. Bye. I'm gone.